0: This is The Converse, an apostolic tabernacle podcast all about sharing the truth of God's Word. In this podcast, you will hear sermons, panel discussions, and much more. If you would like more information about this ministry or would like to plan your visit, go to atwilmington.com. For now, enjoy your time on The Converse. Genesis chapter fifty, beginning with verse number 22. Joseph dwelt in Egypt. He and his father's house, and Joseph lived an hundred and ten years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation; the children also, Machar, the, child, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knee. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die. And God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land. Now, they were dwelling in the land of Goshen at this time. Unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Joseph was fixing to die there in Egypt. Verse 25, it says, And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. And ye shall carry my bones from hence. So Joseph died being 110 years old. And they embalmed him. And he was put in a coffin in Egypt. One more verse of scripture. Hebrews 11 and 22. just simply says that by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel And gave commandment concerning his bones. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we appreciate your goodness. Appreciate your spirit that we felt here tonight. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, for victories that's already been won. Lord, for enemies that's already been defeated. But God, we believe, Lord, that you're going to show up in a great way here tonight. Lord, let your word reach out, oh God, and let it stir our hearts. Lord, let us prick us from within. Lord, let us leave here changed, oh God, just not by your spirit, by what thus saith your word, oh God. And Lord, we're going to give you praise. We're going to give you glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Shake hands, somebody. Let them know it's good to see them in the house of the Lord on Sunday night. Amen. Now, these lights, man, I. I can't see. I can't hardly see like it is. And I'm gonna get out here where these lights aren't bothering me so bad. There was a story one time about a a family that went on vacation and they went out to Wyoming and South Dakota and Montana, kind of like the trip that the Rams took not too long ago to the Badlands. They were they were traveling and. They's fixing to make their way back home, and they stopped at this this, this trading post, that gas station, and you know, a little store. And they went in there, and they noticed as they going in, this big old Indian chief's just standing out there, kind of unique looking fellow. So they walked on in and got their car filled up with gas and bought them some provisions. Oh my goodness, something's going on! Amber Alert. Break your news, Jesus is coming. Amen. Might be the rapture taking place. Are you ready? So they got all the provisions and they were checking out and they was talking to the, the cashier. They said, that's a, that's a mighty, authentic looking Indian out there. He said, man, he is. He's, he's old as dirt. But he said, there's one thing about him. He never forgets anything. You can ask him any question and he'll remember it. Just go and ask him something. So they walk out and they see him and there's something that looked at him. They said, hey chief, what did you have for breakfast 10 years ago? Me had them eggs. Great revelation. They got in the car and they weren't too impressed went on their way. Five years later, this same family, traveled on the same trip, decided to take it again. Came to the same convenience store, same trading post, pulled up to get gas. There's that same Indian standing out there. The guy in the car walked up, said, hey, chief, how? Me had him scrambled <laughs> I know that's too deep for some of y'all, Okay. He had them scrambled. He didn't forget anything. Then there was this this group of of singers. I think they were called the Mississippi Blind Boys. And they were invited to go sing at a camp meeting. And they walked into that camp meeting, and as they as they they came in to get set up to sing, and the, the people was there helping get all their their instruments and all the microphones set up, and they had their C and I dogs with them. And the, and the and the the preacher was in charge. And look, he says, you know, we're glad y'all are here, but y'all y'all can't bring those dogs into church here. He said, but you don't understand. We we we've got to, you know, bring these C and I dogs in here, and and, and they help us. And says, and and we won't say looked at that preacher, but he's talking to him, and he says. What you tell your congregation out here, they're going to forget. But what we tell these dogs, they'll remember. If we tell them to sit, they're going to sit. If we tell them to heal, they're going to heal. So they'll, they'll be okay. So he agreed to it. Sure enough, they got there at night and they were they were singing away. And them two C&I dogs just sitting right up there on the platform with them. Just being still as they can be because they told them to sit. Man, they got singing and. Got singing the songs, and then about the second or third song, all of a sudden, an old stray cat coming in the back of the church. (laughs) Guess what? Them dogs, they forgot. (laughs) Man, they were running around, and people were hollering and screaming. The only thing them blind boys would think was, we done took this job too cheap. (laughs) But they forgot. But for tonight, I'd like to talk to you about this subject. Don't forget the bones. Don't forget the bones. Now, here we read in our texts about Joseph and how the children of Israel were living in the land of Goshen. I I tried to find the name of what Goshen might mean because I believe meanings and the names in the Bible, their meanings carry a lot of weight. But in the Hebrew, there's just absolutely no name for the name Goshen. It's an Arabic name. But they they tried their best to kind of tell the derivatives from it. It just meant, you know, to cultivate. And this was a land that was given to the children of Israel by the Egyptians to live in while they were dwelling in that land. Come to find out, the Egyptians gave it to them because they hated shepherds. And this was good land for growing crops and for livestock. So they they placed them over there, and so they began to grow and prosper, and Joseph had, had died off, and then, of course, we know how they became enslaved. But here was Joseph, and he realized that this is not where we really need to be. They weren't in bondage yet. They weren't in slavery. But he, he told the children of Israel, I want you to swear an oath. I want you to make me a promise that whenever you go back to the land that flows with milk and honey, when you go back to the land that was sworn to Abraham, our father, You go back to the land of our ancestry. When you go there, I want you. I I got one request. I want you to take my bones with you. Now, there was as I began to study this, I came across something that was I thought very interesting. It was a a story handed down by by Jewish historians and what he call a midrash, And this question was asked when the children of Israel was getting ready to leave Egypt. The 10 plagues had been brought forth and Pharaoh had granted them the release and they were getting ready to leave. And the question was asked, how did Moses know where Joseph was buried? See, Moses knew the story. He was raised in the house of Pharaoh. So he knew the story about Joseph's bones. And Syria, daughter of Asher, who was of Joseph's generation, was still living. Moses went to her and asked, Do you know where Joseph is buried? She told him, the Egyptians made a metal coffin for him which they sank in the Nile in order that its waters might be blessed thereby. Then too, the magicians and the sorcerers told Pharaoh, do you wish that this people should never leave Egypt? If they do not find the bones of Joseph, they will never be able to leave. Then Moses went to the bank of the Nile and called out saying, Joseph, 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 the time in which the Holy One swore to redeem Israel has come, has had the time for the oath you had Israel swear. If you will show yourself well and good, if not, we shall be released from the oath you made our forefathers swear. The story says that immediately Joseph's coffin began bubbling upward, rising out of the depths as if it was no heavier than a reed and Moses took it. Called out. Do you remember the night you were in a grave a grave of sin. I mean, you were living in Egypt. You were down in the muck and the mire of this world. You were down in the depths. The devil said, I'm gonna keep you there. I'm gonna keep my foot on you. I'm gonna keep you in that grave. All of a sudden, Jesus stood at the bank of your Nile, and he called your name. He said, come forth. Come to an altar. Come to a watery grave. Amen. Amen. Remember the night, he called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light. Oh, hallelujah. I'm thankful tonight for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen, I'm glad tonight for salvation. I'm glad tonight for redemption in Jesus. Well, come on, it's time to get up out of the grave. Bones in our human makeup are very vital. We got 206 of them. 206 bones. Their purpose is to give support and structure. We didn't have bones, we'd just be a big old bag of blob trying to get around. And gives us structure and support and protection to the vital organs in our bodies. I was reading about. study this, what happens when a person dies. How their body begins to decompose. What it all goes through. You read it's kind of gory. But it takes about a 100 years to get down to the state of the bones are gone. And all that's left is the teeth, which are the hardest substance in the body. But bones Hey, such an important part in our lives. Now, I'll be honest, I've, I've never broken a bone. Man, I've seen people that's broken them. It's hard to get around, isn't it? It hurts. Painful. And I've seen them, you know, they, they break a bone, they got one of these little tricycles, got one leg up on it, you know, and they're scooting around. Or they got crutches, they got an arm in a sling. And, you, you know, it's, it's just difficult because you rely on those bones. You rely on that structure. And also, the bones play another vital part in making red blood cells. That's vital to us just living. Because inside those bones is something called the marrow, And in that marrow is where red blood cells are regenerated and renewed and produced. Day in and day out. But you know what else is in that morrow? What it does? It stores fat. Stores fat. Man. I like what the writer Proverbs said. Proverbs 15 and 30. When it says a good report makes the bones fat. Anybody got any fat bones here tonight? Amen. Amen. My bones are real fat because I've been living for God for 52 years. For 52 years, I've heard about how God has healed people. Every time I I see somebody get healed by the power of God, it fattens up the bones. Every time I see a backslider come back to an altar and pray through again, it fattens up the bones. Every time I see somebody come in here that's sick, they may get healed by the power of God, it fattens up the bones. When I see an alcoholic come and get deliverance or someone that's addicted to cigarettes and nicotine come and gets re- delivered, it fattens up the bones. Hey, we got anybody here tonight that's got fat bones? Come on, a good report. It makes the bones fat. Hey, don't forget the bones tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I see somebody get baptized in Jesus' name, Makes the bones fat. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Then there's such a thing. You know, we got to have good bones, don't we? Got to have good bones. We had, uh, five and a half years ago, we decided to move into my wife's father's house, Brother Watson's house. And we needed to, in order to do that, we would have to go in and, just remodeled the whole thing. Built in 1970 and needed a lot of work. So we went in there and had an old dark paneling and tore all the paneling out. Put sheetrock in and a lot of other good stuff in that house that needed to be taken care of. The kitchen needed to be redone. And uh, with the with the handiwork of Kurt Hanline, we got it restored. Yeah. But as we, we begin to tear all that stuff apart, you can look at that house and, you can tell one thing it had. It had, had had good bones. Yes. 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 Had had a good foundation. Yes. Had had good structure. Yes. Amen. And uh, when you can you, you don't see all that. All you see is the, the sheetrock and the paint and, and the flooring. But you gotta see what's under all that to realize that within that house there's some some good bones. Oh, I want you to know the Church of the Living God today it has some good bones. Yes. Amen. amen. And I'm not talking about this building. Right. amen said so I'm not talking about this building tonight, yes. but I'm talking about the church. Yes. I'm talking about you tonight. Yes. The church has some good bones. Yes. Amen. I don't want to forget the bones tonight. I don't want to forget the prayers of a William Roberts. I don't want to forget the dedication and commitment of a Roy Barnhill. I don't forget the kindness and the goodness of a James Mince. Amen. I don't want to forget the, the zeal of a Sam Watson. Hey, what I'm talking about tonight, I'm talking about people that had good bones. I'm talking about a church tonight that's got good bones. Hey, Amen. We've come here tonight to get the bones fat. I hey, we've come here tonight to get the, blown, the bones renewed and re, regenerated. Amen. And I can name hundreds of people. There's a church tonight that's full of good bones. Amen. I, I hope tonight we don't have any dry bones here. I said, I hope we don't have any dry bones here tonight. Oh, Hallelujah. Jesus, he rebuked those that was full of dry bones. He said in Matthew 23 and 27, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones of all uncleanness. Amen. Who would have took that house and Spent all that money restoring it. But if there was things that needed to be fixed structurally if we didn't fix it. Amen. You're to walk in there and fall through the floor. Yeah. Allow to lean on the wall and it cave in. That's how it is with people that's full of dead men bones. It's unclean. Get the outside looking good, yeah. Come on now. Amen. If not careful, we'll just become a professional Pentecostal. Know how to do this? Know how to do this? Got to go through all the motions, but inside the bones are rotten, full of uncleanness. Proverbs speaks about the rottenness of the bones. Amen. Hope you don't have dry bones here tonight. But I want you to know if you do, there's hope. If you do, there's hope tonight. You don't have to leave her all dried up, plucked up by the roots. There's hope tonight. Ezekiel, he, the Lord showed him a vision. Took him to a valley of, of dry bones. Man, there was bones everywhere. Skulls, the tibia, the fibula. Phalanges, metacarpal, the sternum, the ribs, the backbone. There was bones everywhere in that valley, all scattered about. the to a valley of dry bones, and he said they were very dry, very dry. And the the Lord asked him, says, "Can these bones live?" I, I, I've been in the house of God And I, I've seen people I knew man They were just dried up oh, yeah. I've had to walk out many times And said, God Can you ever touch them Is there any hope Can you save them Can you stir them Can you move them Oh God Can you do anything In their life <coughs> He said prophesy To the bones Just hold on Just speak the word Amen. When all else fails, I want you to know the word does the trick. Amen. We try to be nice. We try to be kind. We go out of our way. Amen. We do all these things to to try to help somebody into the church. But I want you to know the word always gets the job done. Amen. When all else fails. I say when all else fails. Amen. I love singing, but when the song don't get it done. The word will get it done. And many prophesied unto those bones. Oh, we know what happened. They began to take on sinew. They began to take on flesh. They showed rose up to be a mighty army. Why? Because they heard the word of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to know tonight, the word of God is quick and is powerful and is sharp any two-edged sword piercing even to the inviting sunder of soul and spirit. And to the joints and the morrow. It's it right down to the morrow the word does. It's just not a superficial wound when the word gets to you, just not a nick, just not a tease. But the word gets right down to the morrow, right down to the life giving substance of the bone. Don't forget the bones tonight. I don't want to ever forget how the Lord saved me. I don't want to ever forget where He brought me from. I don't want to ever forget. Hey, feel me that Holy Ghost one night at a youth camp. I don't want to ever forget the night that He baptized me in Jesus' name. I don't want to ever forget what He's done for me. Amen. Nineteen seventy-two, a while back, I had the privilege to live in Jacksonville, Florida, attend a church that introduced me to the Bible Quizzing. That year we begin to study and dedicate and put our time in and to learn the word of God. And uh, our coach's name was Ted Love. Anybody here that's involved in Bible quizzing realize that, you know, the, the quizzers are putting in their time, their sacrifice. The coach is putting in his time his sacrifice, being away from family. Spending money, gathering up the the young people, taking them places, you know. But but he mentored me as a, as a fifteen year old boy in Bible quizzing, and uh, a good man. I don't believe he ever taught Sunday school, never preached a message, but he led a group of five young people to the national championship in 1972, and. I was speaking to his daughter just a few years ago. We made contact. I was talking to Anita. I said, Anita, how's, your, how's your, your folks doing? I said, well, they're doing okay, but mom and dad, they've, they've separated. They're not together anymore. My mom still goes to church, but my dad, he's, he doesn't go. I thought to myself as she was saying that, how 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 sad. There was a man that showed good bones. When I looked at him; he was a, a a structure in my life, a pillar, someone that I looked up to, mentored me, someone that that I loved, and it just something about you know whether you you know. I'm, you're playing sports or whatever you're doing. Just something about the coach, you know. And uh, she said, But you know, Dad, he, he drives a truck. And I remember when we, when we left Jacksonville, Florida, that to come back to Wilmington. One of the greatest gifts that uh, they gave me was a picture. It's a picture of the quiz team, the coach, and I still got it today. She says, but Dad, he'll drive around that truck. He won't go to church. She says, as far as I know, he has no interest in serving God. She says, you know one thing, Mike? Right in the visor of that truck. Right up there where he's driving down the road, he can look up. You know what he has up there? He has a picture of the quiz team. What was... Ted loved doing. He said, I don't want to forget the bones. I know I'm not going to church. I don't want to forget. It's a reminder. It's a reminder of better days. It's a reminder of good times. It's a reminder that it was my calling. It's what I was good at. He looks at those, that picture, those young people. He says, I, I was instrumental in them being something in their life. Right. All three of us guys that's on the team, were all preachers. One's evangelist. He passed away a few years ago. The other one, he pastors out in New Mexico. Anita, a soul winner. Debbie, she lives in Tennessee. Still going to church. Still serving God. But he was instrumental. Because he says, I don't want to forget the bones. I don't want to forget what God done. But then I thought what it said in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 20 and 21 is my good brother comes to the piano tonight begin to close it says for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end is worse with them than the beginning for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, that after that they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Paul told Peter it's been better that. They had had never known. Uh They had never known. Could you see, just don't forget the bones. They don't forget. They may try to. There's just something about the bones that they just can't forget. They can't forget about the church that showed them structure. That showed them love. Amen. They just can't forget the bones. See, I've i passed backsliders on the street or in the store. What will they do? They won't even look at you. What what's going on? They won't oh, forget the bones. I was a first generation Pentecostal. my daughter that when I'm dead and gone she can say daddy I remember the bones want my grandchildren to say papa I remember the bones I remember you taking me to church I remember you praying with me because when I'm off the scene as they get older get to be my age The winds of time blows. Things happen. They might feel like giving up. They can look back and I can't give up because of dad. I'm not going to give up. Because of what he stood for. I'm amazed how. And hurt. When I see young people my age whose dad's at pastoring had lived a life. Some of all they knew were church. <clears throat> all they knew were camp meetings, conferences. All of a sudden, after dad is dead and gone, the patriarch is off the scene. They decide to say, well, I don't think the Bible is really true anymore. I don't think I need to dress like I used to. I can go the way of the world and still live for God. Heard the old saying, if they only knew what was going on, they'd roll over in the grave. They can see their children now. They'd roll over in the grave. Don't forget the bones tonight. Don't forget what God's done for you. Man, we're here tonight and man, we're, we're, we're so blessed. Be in the presence of the Lord as we begin to stand tonight. I don't know if you remember running the aisles tonight or not. I don't know if you'll remember shouting around an altar tonight. Tomorrow morning when you get up, I hope there's something ringing in your ears saying, I've got to remember the bones. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to visit us at atwilmington.com. We will see you next time on The Converse.